Hey there, you may already know my story from thinking that my life wasn't very valuable or have much purpose to transitioning to the belief that I am valuable and my life was created for a purpose and then starting to finally pursue my biggest dreams. And I have a feeling you might be on a similar path that you're wanting to fully believe in yourself and your quote unquote crazy dreams and have the confidence it takes to audaciously pursue those dreams. So if you're listening right now and thinking, yes, Janelle, that is 100% me, then I have something special for you. You see, I still remember the days where I cared way too much about what other people thought of me and was filled with uncertainty around what I was and wasn't capable of doing with my life. And looking back, I am certain that there is one thing that I wish I had known all this time. I want to share it with you to help you make the transition from caring way too much about other people's opinion of you to becoming a free bird, fully allowing yourself to pursue what you want. So I've created a free resource that lays out the number one thing that's getting in the way of you having that unshakable confidence and how to overcome it. If you're ready to commit to your personal growth and get real honest with yourself, Go to nextlevelconfident.com forward slash confidence muscle and grab this free resource. What's up? You are now listening to the Next Level Confident podcast with Janelle and A. If you are ready to challenge your previous ways of thinking and take action on the bold, purpose-driven life you were created for, you'll want to keep listening. On the show, we will vulnerably discuss finding your purpose in life, strengthening your mindset, building quality relationships, and prioritizing your health. I hope you're as excited as I am. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to the Next Level Confident podcast. If you have not had a chance to leave a review, please give us five stars and leave a little tidbit about what you like about this podcast. So today I want to welcome an incredible, gorgeous, beautiful woman inside and out, Kendall Sparkman. She is in her first year of teaching during a pandemic. What a crazy year to start as a teacher. (laughs) Um, She's teaching high school art and yearbook at Rainier Christian High School. In August 2020, she moved to Auburn, Washington from Greeley, Colorado, and she recently started a blog called The Teacher Travel Guide, and that blog is created to teach to give teachers tips on how to care for themselves, how to travel around the world, to be more efficient in their classroom, and to enjoy the career that they love. So Kendall, welcome to the show. What is something cool going on in your world right now? Oh, something cool. You know, um, like you mentioned in that intro, I did just move to Washington. And so right now, I mean, it's hard with the pandemic, but exploring uh, like a new state is so exciting. Um, There's just, you know, a lot more like the mountains in Colorado are gorgeous, but I feel like Washington Washington just has a different touch with the mountains and the water is like turquoise and it's just so green and beautiful here. So it's been super fun just to like, you know, have my job and like the things I'm doing with that, but then having like on the weekends or extra time to just explore this beautiful state. Yeah, I know you've sent me some of your pictures and what was that when we first started working together? What was that one picture you sent oh, me of that lake? Um, That was in the North cascades i think is how you oh say yeah it. the cast yeah so beautiful. that was insane like, it looked perfect. like it was straight out of a postcard yeah so I cool would see like tiktoks or like instagram pictures of people from washington and i was like okay well they probably like edited like you know that photo to look all that kinds way, of filters no, it's <laughs> real life like it's seriously that gorgeous a real life filter for yes. your eyes nature <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, you guys. So Kendall and I met through mutual friends via, well, we're from the same hometown, Greeley, Colorado. Whoop, whoop, go Greeley. And um, we know each other through mutual friends, right, Kendall? Yep. Yeah, like, I went to school with your younger brother too. With my brother. Yep. Hey, Joel. Joel, Joel has been listening to this podcast a lot lately, actually. So I, he was like, loving your podcast. I was like, I almost cried. I was like, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> so I know. It, seriously. I know. I, all the support you can get, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so Kendall just graduated from the Next Level Confident 12-week one-on-one coaching program a couple weeks ago. And so A, we obviously hit it off 
so well throughout the, the working together. Like we just became besties immediately. Mm-hmm. And um, also she just had so much success throughout the program that I was like, oh my gosh, you need to be on the podcast. Um, you know, you just need to let your light shine and let everyone see how awesome you are. So Kendall, tell us a little bit about your experience with the Next Level Confident coaching program. Yeah, totally. Well, I think what's fun is like, I watched, like I followed you on Instagram and like saw like this program being built and saw some of my friends going through it. And so, you know, I was like, that'd be really cool to do one day. And like, oh, I wish I could do that. And then finally, like when I was making my move to Washington, I was like, why not? Like, this is a perfect time to just like, you know, get like a little confidence coaching, like, you know, new me, new state, like, let's just, you know, knock out all of these, you know, barriers or like things that were blocking my mind or like how to just grow in confidence when I'm in a new place, when I might be kind of not confident because I don't know anything. I'm, you know, in a new place, but, um, that was seriously probably the best thing I could have done moving here. So I think some of my biggest like takeaways with the um, next level confidence is that I like was able to pinpoint different things in my mind that I didn't even realize were like affecting like the bigger picture. Like I was, I don't know, crippled by my finances or I was crippled by like feeling like I was a terrible cook or that like, you know, clothes that I wore were just like not cute on me. And then like being able to go through this program and being like, okay, well your finances don't have to cripple you. Like you can use them to you know, better yourself or how to like get a hold of them and be in control of them. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, (laughs) I felt so stuck in my mind with it. Like even like wanting or like when I heard like the, you know, prices like paying for the program at first, I was like, no, like I can't do it. And then like afterwards ending the program being like, that was absolutely worth my investment. That was, you know, I still have money. I didn't have to choose between like doing next level confidence or like buying groceries like I I, you know like I think in my mind I was so like I don't know just controlled by my finances and I didn't feel like it was okay to spend money and so with that going through the program one I learned how to like you just gave me so many great pointers on how to get a hold of it and then that just carried into like me being able to treat myself or me being able to like have a peace of mind and like knowing I can like budget out my um, money and like know how to um, you know have a healthy relationship with it and then also with like um, limiting beliefs that you brought up at the very beginning the very start of our um, my time with next level confidence like I didn't realize like how many lies I had been told or that I told myself as a kid that were lingering around now 10 mm-hmm. years later 15 years now how many years later mm-hmm. that were controlling like every day so I think my experience with next level confidence was a lot of internal work and a lot of external work, but just like walking away feeling like I had a serious glow up. That was like our whole like glow up, glow up, like just becoming me and like jumping into, you know, who I want to be and taking charge of my life basically is the end product of going through next level confidence. But I love it. It's so good. And you're, and you're on the podcast now. And I know you're yes. like, I bet you wouldn't have thought you'd be on a podcast no. like four months ago, right? Never. No, this is like, seriously for years, it's been a dream of mine to like do a podcast and just like have fun and like share like fun information or like ideas, you know, and here I am. And it's so cool. You're doing it. You're taking action on your yes. dreams. I love it. It's so cool. Um, so, okay. If anyone's listening and they are like, Hmm, I wonder if this would be something I would be interested in or in or not. Who do you think this program would be great for? Okay. Um, really. And honestly, just about anybody, you can have confidence and still need to like work through like past traumas or maybe past thoughts that are controlling your head or, um, maybe you feel like you want to be more confident. And so this program can help you, but it doesn't have to be like, Oh, I don't really struggle with confidence. Like I don't need like literally anybody. It's almost like therapy too. Like people are like, Oh, I don't need to go to therapy unless I have a problem. And it's like, no, like it's always good to work on yourself and better yourself. And, um, especially with like this program, there's you, you, the next level of confidence caters so much to the individual needs or like what the person like one of the clients 
what they're needing. And so it's not like one program fits everybody. Like it's right. very individualized. And so anybody and everybody can walk away with something that maybe they didn't even realize was controlling their brain or affecting their everyday. So anybody and everybody, if you, if you <laughs> just better yourself, might as well sign up. Seriously. Well, thank you, Kendall. Thanks for sharing all that. You're incredible. Yeah. And you have been such a joy to have a part of the program. So mm -hmm. I'm like, if, if anyone who's basically as cool as Kendall, no, <laughs> then you would be a good fit because Kendall is yeah. so awesome. And oh, I'm just, you. I'm really um, blessed for the friendship that came from it for us. Yeah, me too. Really, really cool. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, so you guys, well, what we're doing today is we are going to answer questions that you all asked us on Instagram. Um, and so we have a list of, um, almost 20 questions here. Okay. Yeah. And I'm really excited about all of them. There are some that are deep, some that are light, some that are random, some that are, I don't, well, I mean, I guess they're all a little bit random, but it's going to be super fun. Honestly, this might be the most fun podcast that I have ever had. And one of the most different podcasts I've ever had. So, um, Kendall actually had this idea to do this. Um, when I asked her to be on my podcast, I said, do you have any fun ideas of what we might do? And she was like, what if we grabbed questions and just help people with everyday life things? And I thought, what a genius idea. So together we've been asking questions on social media and we have a list here. Before we jump into all of those, Kendall, will you just give us a little brief context as to your life story? Like where were you born? Where, like, give us a little upbringing, like, so people can feel like they know you a bit better. Yeah, totally. Um, so I was born in Greeley, Colorado, and I, it's kind of funny, the hospital I was born in, the high school I went to, and the college I went to are all about four blocks from each other. So, no way. Yes. Wow. Yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> so I like really grew up in, and I stayed there and I just, everything happened in the same little area, but yeah, I grew up there and went to Greeley Central High School. I loved it. It was a wildcat. Um, I, and that's an arts magnet school. So I think that that high school really brought my love for art and like just being able to express myself through art. I, um, was never super great at like science or reading or math or any of those other subjects, but like art was like my area where it was like, okay, like I feel confident, like I can, you know, excel in this area. And so, um, towards the end of high school, I wanted to I was thinking about teaching, but also I was like, maybe I'll do graphic design. So I went to UNC, the University of Northern Colorado, go Bears. Um, <laughs> and I started off um, studying graphic design, but after like a year and a half, I think of it, I was like, you know what? I just like, don't think I want to sit in front of a computer all day. Like I want to be with people. Like I don't want to be stuck just like designing um, as much as it was like, it was fun, but I was like, I just think that maybe my path is teaching. So after a year and a half, I switched to art education. And um, at UNC with that, I got a K through 12 teaching degree. So um, I can teach elementary, middle school, high school, um, all of it, any of it. And so um, going through that program, it was super awesome. Um, I was able to do a lot of art um, and I was able to do like a lot of like fun art clubs after school for like elementary schools. And then I did my student teaching at my old high school, um, which was so fun. Oh, um, wow. being just like be back where like full I circle. Yeah, it was seriously full circle. And you know, none of the teachers that I had were there anymore, but it was so fun to just kind of be in the areas that inspired me to like love art so much and then being able to pass it on to the high school students. So, um, and then I graduated from UNC this past, May um, in 2020 during the pandemic, which was crazy. Like, ugh, it was a wild mess. But um, through that, actually through the pandemic, it was really hard to find a teaching job. Like I, um, you know, there's nobody was really hiring, schools were unsure, but I found one little school here in Washington um, that was hiring a high school art teacher. And so of course I jumped on board and they hired me really quick. And it was a awesome, deal because it happened to also be the same town that my boyfriend was living in and we were <laughs> doing long distance so you know that was like of course I'll move to Washington right a combo deal a combo yeah. deal so, <laughs> of course the job was nice but we all know that 
being by Dustin was a bigger deal. So um, I just moved up here in August and it's been really fun. It's been, you know, ups and downs, but overall I'm really enjoying it. The students are awesome. It's really fun teaching art. Um, but then also on the side real fast, I started a blog um, because yes, I have a big passion for teaching and for being an art teacher, but I also have a huge passion behind helping teachers like care for themselves because I feel like teachers are people who pour out for you know they're pouring into their students they're pouring out into their job they're up till midnight making lesson plans they're um changing things they're thinking about their students home lives they're you know worried about if someone's gonna have lunch next like it's, it goes on and on and on and so they just like i don't know how often teachers care for themselves and so i had mm. this huge passion for just giving them tips on how to you know take a weekend off or to after school like not take work home for five more hours or to just like take a deep breath and travel to maybe a neighbor town or something like that. And so um, I started my blog just to give tips on how to like, you know, even manage their classroom better or to, I interviewed this really sweet girl on how to like do a graphic, not graphic design, um, interior design in the classroom and just how to make spaces better. So it kind of goes all over the place, but I really enjoying it and it's super, super fun. <laughs> I'm so proud of you for starting that too. It's just been so fun to watch the progression of you having the idea, like when we were working together and then all the steps of implementation. And then now you're like, yeah, I interviewed this girl for this blog and I'm have this meeting for this blog. And like, yeah. you're just literally hitting the ground running in crazy ways and you're such an action taker. So it's, <laughs> it's been really fun to watch it grow and to watch you, you're so passionate and fiery. And then everyone is like, catch it's contagious you know your your personality yeah. is really contagious so yeah you guys we will go ahead and link that blog down below um whether you are a teacher or whether you have kids or whether you don't even have kids and you just want fun tips honestly this blog that Kendall has would help you I guarantee it so we'll link that below for you um and that way you can connect with Kendall there as well as of course, Instagram, all the social media handles and whatnot as well. So, okay, let's go ahead and dive into our 21 Q. Do you want to read our first question? Yes. Okay. So what are some self-care slash spa day tips? Ooh. Okay. You go first. Okay. I am a spa day girl, spa day self-care girl. Like some of my friends are like, oh, I did a spa day and thought of you and they'll send me pictures because it's just... <laughs> That's amazing. Um, okay, what I love about spa days for myself is that it doesn't have to be this like whole day thing. Like I will do like a quick like 30 minute spa day or like our spa day, like a Saturday morning before I'm going to go like run errands or something. And so for me, like spa day is just like, okay, I maybe took a shower with like candles on and like just like rinsed all of the grime off of me, you know, feeling like fresh, put a face mask on, um, maybe like painted my nails, had candles lit and just making everything smell good. And then just like, I don't know, for me, spa days are just like a little like recharge moment. So it could be like an entire Sunday, or it could be like for a couple hours after school one day. And so I think spa days are really fun to just incorporate in any part of your day or any part of your week. And so they can be quick or long. Yeah. I totally agree. I definitely don't think I've ever done a long spa day, to be honest. Um, I'm also an Enneagram 8, so everything I do is efficient and quick, which is I'm working on, you guys. I'm working on it. But I feel like for me, spa days are usually, yeah, spa hour or something like that or spa 30 minutes. And one of my favorite things, I actually haven't done this recently because we don't have a tub in our current place in San Diego, but I love getting a bathtub and having a, um, like a bath bomb, throwing that in. You know, if I, I don't really, I don't think I've ever owned bath bubbles, to be honest. So I think I've like, I don't know what I've used, but you know, probably like shampoo, yeah. <laughs> like pour some shampoo in so that there are some bubbles. So it feels like a bubble bath. And then, um, okay, this, this is my combo. And then I turn all the lights off and I bring like a lamp in and then I bring in candles and then I like to put Enya on and then um, and then I like there to be Ben and Jerry's, the tonight dough, which is my favorite kind of ice cream. And then I also like to have a book. So basically it's like music and lighting in the tub. And then I'm like, got my tonight dough that I'm scooping here and there. And then I'm reading my book that yeah. to me, that is the perfect 
spa. I guess that's like a night because I don't know if you would do that in, in the morning, although you, you could do it in the morning. But yeah, that's I think that's, that's my favorite version. Although the other thing I will say on this one is I got a PMD microderm, like an at-home microderm thing. And my facial gal told me not to use it because she said people can be like really abrasive with it and it stretches out your skin and then like you can have more wrinkles. But she was like, if you use it really carefully and really gently, you like have to hold your skin taut as you microderm it, but it kind of like sucks all the stuff out of your skin. Which is really nice. Um, so I can I can link that below for you guys. But it's um, I don't know. I mean, there's I've been doing a lot of things for my skin because you know skin has been one of my big goals of 2020 to have like my favorite skin ever because um, I've always struggled with skin stuff. But I think the PMD like a little microderm that definitely feels fancy. You're like, dang, a little at home mic- microderm. It's real yeah. self care here. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, so good. Okay, cool. Our next question is, this was directly for Kendall. Why are you the cutest person slash best teacher ever? Oh man. I mean, at first I was like, I don't want to answer this question because I don't want to talk about myself, but okay. Truly, if I'm being honest, like the cutest person thing, I, and this is not to be cheesy, but like, I think that like truly like the Lord Jesus Christ is like my joy. And so like when it like, when he's just in me and it just pours out, like, I don't know. I think that I just become this like cute, bubbly, fun person. And so like, I don't know when I'm like, why am I the cutest person? I'm like, I don't know. Like Jesus is my homeboy. (laughs) Did you hear me say Jesus is my homeboy? (laughs) Jesus is my my homeboy. homeboy. Yes. (laughs) Remember those shirts? (laughs) That's amazing. I love that answer. And yeah, it's so true. Like when you're, when you're, cup is filled from your faith and like feeling connected to God, then I feel like from there you pour out into other people and you're able to give from this, this full cup. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's the same for, for teaching too, right? Like whether it's a being, not that not everyone has a bubbly personality. So even someone listening right now, it's like, you might not have a bubbly personality. That's okay. You don't need to be, you know, maybe bubbly, maybe that's not your thing, but like to feel joy filled you got to fill yourself up first. And of course, for you and I, that means our faith. And for some people that might mean faith. And for other people, um, that might look something else. If you're not a person of faith, we respect that too. Um, but I love that answer. Cause I, I definitely feel the same way and that's how we can best show up for other people. Totally. And like you said, I think that ties in with being a teacher or like the best teacher is just that you know, I want to care and love for my students and I have a great example of how Jesus does that. And so I can just do that with my students as well. Yeah, totally. And sometimes like I was saying this, I forget who to the other day, but it's like also sometimes like when you're not doing well, it, you know, like when you're a teacher, like you are a coach, like me, it's like you still have to show up for other people. And sometimes that's tough, you know, when you're having a hard day, it's when your career is directly teaching or taking care of other people. Um, I think a self-care is that much more important, although everyone needs self-care and needs quiet time and reflection time and, and all that. Um, the being versus the doing, right. There's like a being and doing scale. And if we're always doing, 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 and we're never being, then we usually are depleted and giving from an empty cup. Um, and sometimes we're just having a bad day, you know, and that's, that's normal too. Um, and that, that can be some of the challenge of being a teacher or being a coach is like, gosh, sometimes being depleted sucks and give, trying to give when you're like, I, I was crying in the bathroom five seconds ago, but let me try to tell yeah. you how to, you know, do this thing. <laughs> so funny. Okay. Your turn. Okay. Maybe we can squish this question with a question that's later down on the list, but I think what's your go-to bop and then kind of like, what's your favorite song right now? I think those kind of go together. So is that what bop means? I saw that and I was like, literally that must be something cool kids say. Cause I like, don't know it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's like your bop, like what's your the, bop. Like, yeah. You know, the, the <laughs> I think I might be wrong. Too, I was like, is that like a BOP? Is that like a thing <laughs> I should know about? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's like lingo. <laughs> no, I, think it's favorite. I think it's a song. Favorite think, song. Yeah. Okay. Well, Okay, for me, I don't know if I have a favorite song because I like bounce to everything, but I have definitely some favorite artists. I'm really loving like 
Taylor Swift, she just dropped her new album also tonight. I think. Oh, like- really? Wow. I feel like her other album just dropped like a month ago. Yeah, She's just today, on fire. Yeah. yeah. So Taylor Swift is definitely at my top of my list. Also Ariana Grande. I really like NASA by her. Um, so that, I guess that could be like my favorite song right now. And then I'm also really loving Demi Lovato. I just like all these like powerhouse women are like. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I love it. Um, my favorite song, well, I will say my favorite playlist is the Confidence Boost playlist mm-hmm. by this woman named Janelle Lene. I know she's, she's really cool. Now, but I will link my Spotify playlist below because I've been sharing it with people because it's, I love it. Like it gets me amped. Um, I was listening to queen today by janelle monet which side note janelle monet has like such a similar name to me and i'm sometimes like why did you have to have the same name as me basically but we're i think we're soul sisters i think that's the real answer we're the real that's the real answer so hers is queen and i love that one and then another one by demi lovato that i really love that i've been listening to a lot lately is okay not to be okay have you heard that one yes yeah and i'm like oh that's so true it's okay to not be okay and so and it's like a happy one. Like it sounds happy while she says it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the last one, these are all on my playlist, by the way. Um, I could add, if you have pl- songs you think that would be powerhouse songs to add to the Confidence Boost playlist, send them my way because I will add them, Kendall. I will add them. But another one that I have on here is called My Power. And that one is by Beyonce and a couple other people, but it's, um, it's cool. It's like, I'm not even going to try to sing it, but it's good. Like I almost went there and I was like, no, no, today's not the day to go there. (laughs) Well, we'll just have to listen to it later. Yeah, exactly. Hello. Just in case you were starting to hit your mid-podcast lull, we're going to take a quick break from the regularly scheduled events to boost your energy and have a little extra fun around here. I'm going to ask today's guest, rapid fire questions and then we'll pop back into the conversation right where we left off here we go the power hour rapid fire questions so this is where you are going to answer questions super rapidly which is so fun because it's kind of been like our whole podcast but this one's going to be even more rapid and even more fun so let's do it um kendall best advice you ever received Oh, um, to put yourself first, but then also like care for others. I think that you can pour best into others when you're, you're at your healthiest and at your best. So first take care of yourself. Doesn't mean you can't, you know, help others or be nice to others, but if you're caring for yourself, then you're going to be able to pour into others and be a better support to others. If you are sturdy yourself. Mm, yeah. And you can do both. I love that you just said yeah. that you can do both. Well, a lot of times women have the limiting belief. We can't do both. We're either selfish or we're selfless. Yes. You can kind of have that. So good. Okay. What is your favorite beverage? Um, I love like a cream soda. Ooh, cream yeah. soda. That's so fun. <laughs> okay. I have a blank at my desk at all times. Mm. a nice pen like a really fun that could like does a good little doodles <laughs> top-notch pen i love that yes getting bougie with the pens yes okay what is a strange or even potentially bad habit that you have that most people don't know that you have Ooh. um i think i like if I have like a little like zit or a little like red like bump on my face, I like attack it like way too much. Like I could just leave it alone; it would literally disappear. But instead, I touch it too much. You know, like I'm always like, not that I have like I feel like I go through ups and downs of having like bad like acne or whatever. But like I'm always like, if I just left it alone, it'd be fine, and then I wouldn't be upset about right. That. Totally. We've all been there. This laugh right now is a knowing laugh. It's like, LOL, same. Yeah. (laughs) I think we all kind of do that to an extent. Okay. What book or podcast are you reading or listening to right now? Um, The podcast I'm really into right now is called What We Said, and it's these two girls, and they are just fun and giggly, and they have great advice, and then they also have like 
just like great story times. I don't know. I'm just really loving what we said podcast. That's cool. And isn't that kind of what you, where your idea for this podcast came in? Like yeah, to just have like yeah. a fun flowy combo. Yes. I love it. I love it. I'm sure some of the listeners are like, thank God there's finally been a lighter, a lighter podcast because sometimes they're so heavy. So they're probably like, oh, okay, this was, this was light and refreshing. Um, okay, cool. What is your favorite personality test, if any? Um, I like the Enneagram. I feel like it makes me understand people around me better. Even if they're not like totally a three, I can still have like, or, you know, a, whatever, a nine or whatever. It just like allows me to understand my friends are, you know, Dustin a lot better if I can have some tips behind the, or like the Instagram, I just, and it helps like me, honestly, with my like hard parts of myself or the good parts of myself. I think I've understood myself a lot better too. So cool. What is your Enneagram? I'm a nine. She's a nine. I know that. I just want to make sure everyone else knew, you know, yeah. it's important. Everyone knows. Okay. Um, will you ever move from where you currently live? Oh yeah. I think, I mean, I do love it here. It's really rainy. I need the sun. So even though this, you know, past couple months have been really fun, I don't think Washington's in my place forever because I need the sun. I don't like the rain. (laughs) Fair enough. I could see that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And then lastly, what was your best moment as a businesswoman? I think when I started my blog, like just being able to reach out to the girl who had like, um, her name was Isabella, but she had her interior design like blog page. And then being able to just message her and be like, hi, want to collab? And her just being like, yeah. And then it was like, okay, like just taking action. (laughs) Like the worst thing they can say is no. And so for me, like just reaching out and getting a yes was just like a win of like, yes, like this is what I want. Like, I just want to be able to like get tips and have a fun time. And so that was a big win for me. That is so cool. Yes. I love that. And it feels good to get a yes, like early on too. Like obviously as a businesswoman, you get rejected a lot and like you deal with a lot of rejection, but like every time those yeses come in and you like, you live for those, you're like, yes, thank you. It's amazing. And for you, I feel like so early on to just get a yes, like help build your momentum, which is so cool. Yeah. Awesome. Woo! That was exciting. I hope you are feeling energized like I am. Let's go ahead and get back to our regularly scheduled events. Okay, cool. Um, so what did it take for you to move to Seattle? Cool. Um, I mean, I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, but uh, my job, being able to find a teaching job in the midst of the pandemic was hard. And so finding a job up here, um, also not wanting to do distance anymore with my boyfriend. But I also like, also, as I mentioned before, like being born, going to high school and going to college all in the same area, I knew I was like, I was needing to go do something new. Like I had been in the same area and not that I can't ever go back to Greeley, but at least for a little bit, I just needed to try something new and go be somewhere where I could just, I don't know, not, I don't want to say start over, but just like try something new, be somewhere new and explore a new place, like just grow. And so I think for me, like, yes, I had a lot of other factors, but I also was just wanting to explore and be somewhere new and not just be stuck in the same place that I had lived for 23 years. Like I wanted to go somewhere new. Did you feel like you would have had regret if you never, ever left Greeley? I think I just would have gotten stuck in a rut. I don't know if I would have regretted it. I just think I wouldn't have been the best version of myself. I think I would have just... But wouldn't you regret that in and of itself? Like if you were on your deathbed and you're like, oh, I didn't become the best version of myself. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I guess that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh, no, you want to be, I'm like, here I am, of course, like in coaching mode. Don't you want to be the best version of yourself? Yeah. No, I think I would have. Seriously though, I would have been like, what, like, how did I just stay comfortable? Like, I guess that's a big, big thing. Like I wanted to get uncomfortable. I wanted to go expand myself and change and stuff. So. Yeah. And that's actually a question I get asked on social media a lot, like over the years, ever since I moved from Colorado to San Diego, so many people have reached out to me and been like, how did you do it? Like, and I think you just have to like, I think for me, if someone's listening and they've been like considering moving from their hometown for a long time, it's like, 
you got to a realize you want to get uncomfortable. You might have regret down the road if you never move, you know, what if, what if you do end up, you know, I don't know where you're at in your life, whoever's listening to this, but it's like, what if you do just get, get married, have kids, buy a house, and then you just end up living your entire life there. And then you might have that regret. Like you maybe feel like, oh, I never got out of my comfort zone because I just kept waiting for the perfect moment. Well, there never will be the perfect moment to move. And I'm a huge proponent of moving because I think it's the most empowering thing you can possibly do for yourself. And, um, I had always dreamed of living by the ocean and I didn't have a job when I moved here. I didn't have a boyfriend. I didn't have a friend. I just literally went by myself because I kept waiting for all the stars to align and literally nothing was ever aligning. So I just, I just went like, I put a little bit of planning in for about six months. I put some money in the savings. I had like $4,000, not very much. Mm -hmm. And then I, um, you know, I did research on how to find roommates because I knew I'd have to probably get some roommates to help split the rent. But I just, I think the thing I told myself was, okay, the worst thing that would happen is I'll move there for a year. I'll hate it. And I can always move back, but at least then I would know after a year. So if anyone's listening and they're thinking about moving, like, a, just do it. Like think about the regret you're going to have in a few years or 20, 30, 40 years. If you never get out of your comfort zone like this and next ask yourself, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Like the worst that's going to happen is you'll run out of money. You'd have to move into your parents' basement for like a year to get your feet underneath you, like you'd be fine. You, it, it all work out, you know? Absolutely. And that's like, I the think very that's a good point too, that you're not like, once you move, you're not stuck. Like that doesn't have to be your end. If you hate it, you're not stuck there. Like you can move back or find another right. new place. Right. Always open. Right. Exactly. It's, I think we make decisions like so permanent sometimes like, oh my gosh, well then I'll be, it'll be like that forever. But the truth is, is like, it's not that permanent. Like in one year, like think about one year ago from right now, December of 2019. Like, I mean, yeah, it's been kind of a crazy year, but like, it's only been one year, yeah. you know, like, I don't feel like last year feels like that long ago. So I think that's how you have to think of it. It's like, okay, 12 months isn't that much of your life anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Next question. Okay. Oh, this one's weird. We can, okay. <laughs> ask um, it, ask it. Are <laughs> <laughs> in front of your boyfriend? Um, no, absolutely not. You don't fart in front of your boyfriend? No, I, no, I, no. Well, one, I like get too embarrassed. Like I physically cannot, like I, cannot. I can't, no, I cannot. That's hilarious. Um, so every guy I ever dated, it was always a no, like I would get stomach aches. Like I would hold yes. it in and I'd be like, ow, ow, ow. Like I remember I'd be like, I gotta go home. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, we were like watching a movie and I'm just like, I'm just not feeling well. And like the boyfriends would be like, you okay? And I'd be like, I don't know what's going on. And in my head, I'm like, she's like really need a fart. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I remember thinking like that couples who like farted in front of each other. I thought they were like the grossest human beings ever, but I will say Frankie and I very, very comfortably fart in front of each other. Like we do all the things in front of each other. Like Good. your mind can take that where it wants to go, but we're married. All doors are open all the time for all things. So different. Yeah. When you're living in the same house, you have, you can't run away. Right. Exactly. Like, I mean, obviously if I can help it, I'm going to go, you know, step aside into like a restroom or something, but like you do, you kind of just start to be like, you know what, like I'm married to you and I'm not like some people, I feel like I've, I've heard this as sounds very gross to me, but like the guy will like fart on their girlfriend or something or their wife. I don't ever want to be farted on. And so like, there are still like boundaries of like, you know, respect and whatnot. But, um, yeah, Frankie and I definitely, we fart in front of each other. Yeah. I don't know if I'll, I'd be curious to take a poll. I should, oh my gosh. Okay. On Instagram after this, I'm going to do a poll of like, do you fart in front of your significant other? I'm so excited to know the results. It's going to be so good. Okay. Um, what do you want for Christmas? Okay. I want this little like portable, um, blender that like, you can just like throw your little like frozen fruits and like, you know, yogurt or protein powder in, and then like, you just take it. It doesn't need to be plugged in. It's just like a portable blender. And so for me, I'm like, how fun would that be? Or like, how practical is that for, I'm not somebody who loves to eat breakfast, like at 6am, like it takes me a little bit to wake up and like want to eat breakfast. And so sometimes at school, I'm like, I don't want to take like a bagel and then have it be really cold by like eight o'clock. So I was like, for this blender, I 
don't know what it's called, but it's, it's like, battery operated. Yeah. And then you just put all it in and then I can just put it in my little mini fridge. And then when I'm ready, you just blend it there at school. And then you just like take the top off and switch it to like the drinking one. Perfect. I love that. Well, this episode is going to be released like quite a bit after Christmas. So I don't think anyone's going to be able to add that to their Christmas list, but we can probably link it below because it's probably something you might just want to get yourself no matter what, you know? Um, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm asking for, for Christmas, to be honest. That's on my to-do list for this weekend is to figure out what I want for Christmas and then what to ask my, like everyone else what they want. Um, but let's see. One thing I do want, this is so random, but I really want Spanx leggings. And I wanted them last year for Christmas too, but I don't know why I forgot to ask for them. And then all year I've been wanting them. And I don't know why, like I keep forgetting to, you know, there's certain things you just keep forgetting to buy for yourself because I have plenty of leggings. So it's a little ridiculous, but I just know they're going to fit so well. And also this year I've been, I've been following Sarah Blakely, who's the, mm-hmm. the founder of Spanx, like crazy. And I've been going to a bunch of her, like virtual seminars and like, yeah, I've just been like fanning out like crazy on Sarah Blakely this year because she started this red backpack fund to help women entrepreneurs through COVID. And so I think this year has been this year of following Sarah Blakely, like none before I took her masterclass. Like I'm literally like all out for Sarah Blakely at this point in my life. And so I think because of that, I'm like, gosh, if I'm going to be so like if I'm going to be all out for her, like I want to be supporting her business. Not that she needs my support. It's not like a small business and she's struggling or anything, but actually I did see that, not that I should be sharing this, but I did see that their stock went significantly down actually this year in 2020, which is a bummer because Lululemon stock has gone like way up during COVID. So I don't understand that. So actually she does need my support and I'm going to buy me those Spanx or or someone's going to buy them for me for Christmas. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Moving on to the next question. Who's is it your turn? Person? Oh, oh well, I just asked it. Who's your favorite person? My favorite person is my husband, Frankie. Who's <laughs> my boyfriend, Dustin, and my mom. Oh, that's and my sister. You can only choose one, Kendall. Oh, okay. Dustin's my favorite. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just. I was, it was kind of a joke, but I'm glad we got the truth out. Mom, <laughs> did you hear that, sister? Oh. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. That's awesome. Um, okay. Who is your celebrity crush? Okay. Um, I mean, I've always just had a little crush on Justin Bieber. Really? But yeah. Ever since like middle school. And it's just- <laughs> I love Justin Bieber, but not in like a crush way. Cause to me, he's so slender. Like he's so skinny. I don't know. <laughs> I just kind of like, I don't know. Like there's a part like like a few years ago where I was like, eh, not anymore. And now I'm like, man, maybe again. Maybe but again. My real crush, I think, is have you watched Outer Banks? Uh, no, I haven't. I don't, I'm bad with all TV okay. things. So. There's this um, guy, his name is Chase Stokes and he's really cute. Okay. 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 Chase Stokes. We'll, we'll look out for him. Um, I don't like doing the celebrity crush thing very much because I'm married. Like I know it sounds yeah. weird, but I like Frankie and I just don't really like doing that. But I feel like people are probably judging me who are listening right now that are like, just because you're married doesn't mean you can't have a celebrity crush. Um, so thanks everyone for judging me for loving my husband so much. But I guess like, I mean, obviously I have eyeballs still. Um, I would say the guy that I always had a huge crush on before marriage was Liam Hemsworth, uh, Miley Cyrus's maybe ex-husband or something at this point. I don't know where they're at in that relationship, but I remember thinking he was the best looking of the Hemsworth brothers. Although I know a lot of people like the other Hemsworth brother better, the Avenger guy or whatever he is his name but yes I don't, yeah okay Chris Chris, Chris. yeah so yeah Liam was always the celebrity crush growing up slash two years ago just joking oh gosh and then here's another question that I won't know but um who is your favorite Kardashian um I vote Chloe Kardashian Okay, great. She's down to earth and like fun. <laughs> I like her. I can honestly say I've never watched that show, nor do I know anything about the Kardashians. I don't watch TV, period. Like, I'm not a TV person. Frankie and I every so often watch like a Netflix show and then we're like, oh, why did we do that? Because, um, <laughs> yeah, we're just weird like that. We don't really like watching TV that much, but it's nice to unplug. I like a movie. I think I'm a big movie person because then you can just like watch it for one night and then be done. But if you get hooked into a series, which we have, I'm not saying we haven't, but it's like, then you're so committed. Gosh, it's such a commitment. Um, but what's the youngest one's name? Kylie. 
Kylie, I was looking at a list. These, this is how I know things. Okay. I was looking at a list of the most wealthy women in America (laughs) and Kylie is like one of the number one wealthiest women, like self-made on, well, also I'm like, I don't know if she goes, I was looking at self-made millionaires and billionaires in America, in America, women. And, um, Cause I was like, I want to be able to just drop like wisdom about different, like millionaire and billionaire women. Cause like, that's so cool that they're self-made. And she was on that list though. I just feel like, is she really self-made? I don't know if that counts. Cause like her parents and stuff. So I'm like, well, it's a stretch, but doing some work, but she also had a little step up to begin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? She, I'm not even saying that. I don't know her at all. I'm assuming she's put in a lot of time and energy and effort into what she's done, whether she had a little bit of extra, you know, oomph at the beginning or not, it's still really cool and really inspirational. So I think it's cool that she's the youngest. I'll have to, I'll link this below too, but I, I think that she's either the youngest millionaire or the youngest billionaire hmm. in woman self-made in America. So I think that's really sick. That is cool. Yeah. Um, is it okay if we jump down to the, um, number 12 question? What was on? Yeah, distance? please. Yeah. Um, okay. For, cause we both did long distance for a little bit. Yeah. Right? So the question was, I just think, so everyone heard what was long distance like, right? Dating. Yeah. Um, for me, it was, it was hard, but I think the way you learn to communicate during long distance is so valuable because that's literally all you can do. All you can do is talk to each other. And so I think some two little advice things I would have for long distance is to always have like the next trip planned or the next time you see each other planned because mm. when it's like an empty abyss it's just like ah, you know but if you're like okay like I can see you right now but I know that in four months or I know in two weeks or you know whatever the next one is like it makes the leaving a little bit better when you know the next time you're going to be able to see them Mm. And then also, I think one of my favorite things that I did during long distance was um, like Dustin and I would both go to a Chick-fil-A like in our states that we were in. And then he would do an online order for the Chick-fil-A that I was at. And then he would like be like, what table are you sitting at? And then they bring me my like Chick-fil-A to my table and we'd be like FaceTiming. And it was like, it was like we're on a date. so cute. It was so fun. the cutest thing I've ever heard. Isn't that sweet? I love that. That's so sweet. Yeah. Frankie and I did long distance. Um, I mean, most of you listening probably know this story, although maybe actually some of you don't because probably some of your friends will be listening, Kendall, but um, Frankie and I did long distance for like almost a year. And the longest we ever didn't see each other was 10 days. So yeah, we don't, we don't really have a normal like long distance story because I work for myself obviously. And then Frankie was in sales and is in sales. And so he can like, we could travel so much and then he ended up getting the buddy pass through Southwest. So I could fly everywhere. He was flying for free. And then like his company would be paying for like his hotels and stuff. So like literally I would just bring my work on the road. And I remember that year people would always be like, I would see like one of my friend's mom and she'd be like, I follow you on Instagram. And I'm like, where in the world is Janelle this week? Cause I was just in so many different cities all over the United States that whole year. And then it's so fun, like, so the opposite of this COVID year, like of almost no travel, but, um, yeah. So I don't feel like I have that great of advice because we literally basically just spent that whole year together, either in San Diego or in Denver, um, or in any other city in between, but it does teach communication. And I think it helps you like resolve fights much quicker. Yeah. And I think the other thing is you do have to have some sort of light at the end of the tunnel about when your actual relationship is going to be done with long distance because I've heard of people who are doing long distance and they have like literally zero idea when they're ever going to live in the same city. And I think that would be really hard if you never, or maybe even if they don't even have a plan to live in the same city ever. Um, I think you kind of have to have some sort of a game plan, even if it's like a year or two out of knowing when are we going to be able to live under the same roof or when are we going to be able to live in the same city um, where we can see each other more often. Cause I just, to me, I'm a planner and like, I wouldn't want to live my life numerous years doing long distance. So that would be something I would have to, I would have to know just because of my planning tendencies. So yeah. (laughs) 
56% of college students are women, and 48% of employees in the workplace are women, which is awesome. Ladies, this is proof that we are smart and working hard. But you know what's not so awesome? Only 29% of VPs and just 22% of C-suite executives are women. In male-dominated industries such as STEM, these numbers are even more startling. As these numbers state, women aren't lacking the knowledge, education, or ability to be leaders in the workplace. What many women are lacking is the confidence to take on risk. Most of us have heard this one before. Men will apply for jobs they are 60% qualified for, yet women will only apply for jobs they are 100% qualified for. This type of stat also applies to women at their job, not willing to take on that new, unknown project. What she's lacking is the belief that her skills and abilities are not only quote-unquote okay, but are powerful and needed in the workplace. The Confidence Workshop is created to help women dig deep into their mindset and get to the root of this problem. If this conversation gets you as fired up as it gets me, we are now taking applications for this workshop for the ladies of STEM corporations. Please head to our website at nextlevelconfident.com to learn more about the Confidence Workshop. Okay, I think we have time for just one or two more questions. Um, One of the questions that I got, and you could answer two in a different way, is what is the best and hardest thing that you've learned about marriage so far? So do you want to answer as far as just like a dating relationship? Yeah, I think the best thing is just having like a best friend to do life with. And especially now being like not long distance anymore, like literally just getting to run to the grocery store together, like getting to like do work by each other. And like, I don't know, just literally having a go-to person to be there with your highs and your lows. Um, And I think the hardest thing is just like, you, it really like humbles you when you like have to be so selfless and just like, you know, let down your wants and your needs and to just like care for another person. Like that's really hard sometimes to just, not that you have to let yourself go or not like have your own dreams, but to just like, even like in an argument, just to be like, okay, like, am I right? I don't need to be right in this situation. I'm not right. And just like humbling yourself. And like, I don't know, there's lots of hard things that come with it, but I think it's all really worth it. And just being able to have a partner that just encourages you and is pushing you to be the best you is the best thing that can come from a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with a lot of those things that you just said. Um, I know that you and Dustin, you know, you don't live together, but you do live a few blocks from each other. So I feel like that makes it easier. And I think one of the things I always tell people leading into marriage is to do a lot of those daily life things together. So you can figure out what, what marriage will feel like. So, you know, grocery shop together, cook together, do laundry together, like do all the boring tasks that kind of suck together. So that way, you know, like if you're going to be able to have fun doing those things throughout marriage. Um, and, and I think for me, the best part about marriage has been, gosh, I don't, um, it's obviously it's great just waking up next to your, your significant, like your love, the love of your life. I mean, every single day you just like wake up next to someone and like Frankie's just hilarious. Like everyone who follows me on Instagram sees like the ridiculous stuff he does every single day. He's like the comedic relief for all of my like inspirational posts of like pursue your dreams. And then Frankie's like twerking up on the wall or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so he's just like such a blast and such an incredible human to be around that it's just, we don't really like to be apart for more than like a few hours, which I know most people once again are probably rolling their eyes at, but we literally like, we go apart for like two or three hours and we come home. We're like, I missed you and all this stuff. But of course we do know that having, you know, time by ourselves is really important as well. So we do make that a priority. Um, the hardest part about marriage, I think is like sometimes just not having your own space ever to go back to like, yeah, like when you are having an argument or when, you've had a long day. Sometimes you just need a minute or two to just be like by yourself and just like breathe. And I think sometimes it's challenging when if I've had a hard day, but then Frankie had like an awesome day or something. And I like just need to like breathe or maybe even cry a little bit or just like, you know, lay on the couch and be like, but then he is like, 
you know, gung ho, life is great. I crushed it today. I got to say it. Like, and I'm like, and this has happened by like, you know what I mean? He's had yeah. a hard day and I'm like, what's wrong? Life's so good. You know? And so it's, it's like, and then you, like you said, you kind of have to like lower if you're the happy one, you kind of try to be like, Hey, like, Oh, tell me about your day, you know, and try to be a little yeah. less happy, I guess, because you don't want to make them feel like crap. Um, and then the crappy person has to try to be like, no, everything, like, it's okay. Like, I'm not trying to bring your high energy down. And so I think some of that can be a little bit of a challenge figuring out like how to support each other when you're going through hard times, if the other person's going through a really great time that day or whatever. Okay. Let's do, um, one more question and then we'll wrap up. Um, I want to, I actually want to do the dating apps one because I feel like since we're talking about dating right now anyway, and so if anyone's listening and they are dating, I feel like all this like applies or maybe it doesn't. But one question that I had gotten was, do you recommend dating apps? And if not, where can a woman meet a great man? So Kendall, what would be your answer to that question? Um, personally, I've never used a dating app or experienced that. I have had friends who've tried it. Um, I have never you know, some people find the love of their life and it works great. I haven't ever really met someone who's, um, found it or like, you know, has even like had a great experience. So I always have veered on not recommending it. And the second part of the question, like where you can find a great man or a great partner. Um, I just think like you doing you and you living your life. Cause if you're, if you're going to the gym or if you're going to the library and you're going to the beach or whatever, the things that you love, like those people that love that same thing are off, they're going to be in those areas, you know? And so if you're online, you know, somebody might put on the persona that like, Oh yeah, I love the beach too. Or like, they can totally fake it. But like, if you're just living your life, loving who you are, like they're probably going to be in those same areas that you are and just like being happy and I don't know, loving yourself first and then just letting it enter in in the areas and the places that you love to be anyways, because then you're going to be able to do those things together, you know? Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I, I think also being really clear on what you're actually looking for helps. Cause when you're taking care of yourself and taking care of your best life and you're like exuberant and happy, it also helps to know what you're looking for in order to be able to attract that. Or if you are going on dates to like be able to ex that, or even in my case, I met Frankie because I literally met a couple who had a men's mastermind that was like a coaching thing for men. And I said, do you have any men in your program that are this, 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 and everything I was looking for? And they're like, yeah, we do. And they introduced me to Frankie. So I think that's the power of being willing to ask for the things you want in life and the power of clarity. Why do you like, who are you looking for? And, um, I actually don't promote this that often, but because we're talking about it right now, I actually do have an ebook that's $14.99 that's get ready and attract your future husband. And there's eight modules in it to help you get clear on who you are and get clear on who you're looking to attract. And then to also work through past stuff that has happened. So I'll link that below for anyone who might be interested. And then my answer to the question is actually, I was on dating apps and I thought they were great. I think Hinge is really, really great because um, it's all about it's focused on dating. And I actually had, um, my friend Claire Gens, who is a big like fashion blogger influencer. And she met her husband's husband, Steven on, um, on, on hinge. Yeah, it was on hinge. Yes. And she like is a huge proponent of hinge. She does like a lot of partnerships with hinge cause she, they have like this incredible marriage and they actually have a podcast together. So I know I've said I'm going to link a lot of things, but I'm going to link her and I's podcast below too for anyone who wants to check that out about how she met her significant other and her thoughts on that. Um, I think as long as you're clear on what you're looking for and you're willing to walk away from other people and, and everything you said, Kendall, of like living your best life, being happy and like filling, filling your cup first, clear on who you are and your purpose and, and pursuing that then whether you meet the guy at the beach or at the library or on hinge or on, you know, Bumble, whatever it is, as long as you're clear on what you're looking for. But if you're not clear on what you're looking for, then none of those places that you go, you're going to find the right person because you're not clear on who you are and you're not clear on who they are. So therefore it's not going to be like a clear relationship match. That's my thought on it. I love that answer. So good. Okay, girlfriend. So 
if you could urge every listener to walk away from this podcast and take one specific action step, what would it be? I think just care for yourself, whether that's doing a spa day, whether that's figuring out like the whole dating thing of like, who do you, who are you? Like just figure out you and love you and take care of yourself because at the end of the day, it's so important to be healthy mentally and physically. So just take care of yourself. I love self-care. Yeah. So good. Put on a face mask, do a little spa day, light your candle take care of yourself. That's like the physical and then the mental piece as well of just, you know, journaling and gratitude and all that good stuff. So good. Okay, Kendall. Well, thank you so much for being on the Next Level Confident podcast. You crushed it. Your first podcast ever. Congratulations. Thank you. So fun. So great. We had a blast and I love, I love the question idea. Thank you so much for coming up with that. Of course. Cool. Well, have a great rest of your evening and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. Bye. Bye.